Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, Hello, and thanks for coming to this little mini podcast in the middle of your week. My name's Seth. Surprise, it's Jamal. <laughs> and it's Stony. <laughs> this is going really well, you guys. <laughs> Boo, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've got a few news stories to, to throw at you and to talk about. Our other podcast coming out next Monday was running a little bit long, so we wanted to kind of put the, our thanks for coming new segment out a little bit early for you guys, just so you have like more content, because like Obvi, we're so cool, you can't get enough of us. Yeah, surprise. I was a little excited at the top of the show there, but um, yeah, we're here early in your mentions, in your DMs. Are you listening? Yes. <laughs> um, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are, thanks for coming. <laughs> yes, thank you. So let's get this show on the road. I know Stony has a couple fun stories, so let's start fun. <laughs> okay, so you're making me start. I get it. Um, Duh. So a couple like big stories this week that are important to me. So um, it was announced that... Trixie and Katya are coming back, but not to Viceland. They're actually going back to their roots and they're going to be reviving their web series on World of Wonder or I think WoW Presents Plus is what it's called. Yeah, on the Mm -hmm. app. Yeah, so I'm like super pumped about this because I was like one of those people that I didn't watch it when it was like airing originally like i kind of got into it once it was on viceland uh-huh. so, but and then i went back and like watched all the old episodes we kind of went back on youtube and watched like their best of playlist on youtube yeah and yeah, just girl. fell in love all over again with both of them so i'm like super pumped for this like i'm so excited like i'm gonna re-up my wow plus subscription <laughs> yep. It's time, yeah. and not to mention, we are seeing Trixie Mattel tomorrow night, Thursday, here in Indianapolis. Uh, so so exciting! Are you guys so pumped? Are you guys pumped? Are you gonna dress up as Trixie? Um, I'm not gonna put that much face beat into my look, <laughs> but I'm gonna give you a cute fall moment for sure. I'm definitely dressing up as Ghost Towel. they don't know what ghost towel is yet stony oh damn spoiler for uh the episode that you haven't heard yet tune in to this monday's show to find out who ghost towel is sorry sorry yes (laughs) god that's a spoiler right there (laughs) damn it when we put the episodes out of order so confusing for me i'm sorry so i told you we should record in order Sorry, guys. I, I can't keep my life together and only like record out of order. I'm so confused. <laughs> oh Lord. Anyways, well, I'm really excited for Trixie and Katya to come back with a more uncensored or like you know because there were lots of topics topics mm-hmm. it sounded like they wanted to talk about but but couldn't because Viceland wouldn't approve it and, and yeah. that sort of thing. So it sounds like they'll have freedom to do what they want. I know. We missed out on like the tentacle porn episode. (laughs) Less network restrictions. So maybe it's coming down the pipe. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's super exciting. Yeah. So that was um, one story that I was excited about. And the other story, which I don't know if it's really a story. It's just like something that was released. But um, 
Lady Gaga is um, in a movie called A Star is Born, which is coming out October 5th, I believe, which is this Friday. Yes, this Friday. And she released, I think, just a single. I don't know if she has more songs coming out or maybe it's on the soundtrack of the movie. Um, Yeah. But... And actually, I don't even know. This sounds bad, but I don't even know the name of the song. It's, it's called, called Shallow. Shallow. Yeah, Shallow. Bitch. So I've been like... <laughs> Jamal and I are like, pause up over here. <laughs> We're like, we know. <laughs> well, so here's the problem is like, I don't have like Spotify on my phone. So like whenever I want to listen to music, I just tell Jamal, hey, play that Gaga song I like. So I don't actually know the name of the song because he just does all the work for me. So Well, I mean, when this song <laughs> dropped, I listened to it like 10 to 15 times while Sony was playing. Um, it was probably Fortnite. I was doing something. I was playing video games too. There's no shade there, but I always have like music going on. And when I get hooked onto a song, I will repeat it forever and ever. So no joke, I played this song like 10 to 15 times straight. And loved every second. Oh my of god! It. <laughs> I mean, the so, song is so epic. Like her transitions in it are amazing. Well, first off, it's got like the whole live concert stadium feel. It's giving me like Woodstock vibes, and you know, Gaga's mm-hmm. voice just slays live, so it sounds great. And Bradley Cooper sounds amazing on this as too. And we all know he's got his Broadway background. Yeah, I remember when I first listened to this, I was like, uh, Bradley Cooper's ruining it. Like, just let Lady Gaga do it all. <laughs> but then <laughs> I did listen to it a few more times and I came around. So I'm like into it now. I'm all here for a love story. So just the pained male voice crooning and then just Gaga just comes in and she's just like, let me tell you something, boy. And it's just like... <sighs> but I think like Bradley Cooper being in it, though has like it makes it more it makes the gaga parts better because it makes you think like whoa like this girl is so good compared to that like person well they're so good for each other on the mic because they complement each other very well yeah yeah and we're hearing some sort of like fame monster born this way vocals again yeah so like a little speechless bit of a th- vibes yeah yeah mm-hmm. we're getting that throwback gaga you know at you know s- sound so that's exciting also yeah Ugh. And she just looks so raw in the trailers and the video is epic as well. If you guys haven't seen that, look it up as well. I'm like yes. so pumped for this movie because like I like movies like this. Like I was a big fan of that movie Crazy Heart that came out like maybe like 10 years ago or something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this, it's very, because Crazy Heart was like about like this old guy, like country singer that like was an alcoholic and he was like trying to revive his career but anyway it reminds me of that but like this is a better plot because it's like this guy is like somewhat famous but not that popular and then she like burst onto the scene basically like gaga does um so i'm like so pumped about like the plot of the movie like i just want to see this so bad mm-hmm. it's gonna be good yes all right um so let's switch gears to a story i've got and um this is a bob the drag queen story so you know it's gonna be controversial <laughs> yes <laughs> so on twitter bob posted a tweet and it says In all seriousness, if it ever seems like I have anger and resentment toward white people, that's only because I have anger and resentment towards white people. Hashtag yes, all white people. Hashtag even you, Amber. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's kind of a loaded tweet. And then Asia O'Hara, she tweets as a response and says, wait, isn't your boyfriend white? <laughs> and then I tweeted for us, well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah, I actually liked um, Bob's tweet, um, full disclosure, on my personal profile. And I think this is a good story to share because Seth and Stoney and I kind of talked about this in our group chat, in our text, Um Twitter is not the forum for a discussion like this, just because there's way more meat and potatoes that goes behind something like this. When you dig into the definition of resentment, it's um, nothing that is going to exclude anybody of any um, one race off the top. But when you apply it this way, you have to challenge yourself to dig a little deeper and think a little deeper. So you know, the definition of resentment is, you know, bitter indignation, um, the feeling of being treated unfairly. So, okay, so if I'm relating it to myself being married to a white man, you know, I might feel a little resentful if I'm stuck in my career and boothing is, you know, getting all these promotions when I feel like I'm doing just as much as hard work and, you know, I'm being kept down because I'm either gay or I'm black. You know, in this case, it's the race thing specifically. But, you know, Twitter, it's not really digging into that depth. He's not explaining why. Uh, Bob is with a white man and it's like it's like any situation for a person of color or even a woman in some cases you know there's going to be a little bit of resentment but it's all about how you carry that resentment and how you use it in the real world yeah definitely and bob responded about his boyfriend being white and and he said he's certainly not exempted right and then goes on to say it's not a hard concept to understand you can resent people you like you can even resent people you love don't you have family yeah and um it's just kind of like not necessarily a feeling of discontentment i don't know if that's the right word but um for me when i'm translating bob's tweet in my mind it's like well sure maybe he might be a little annoyed with the amount of opportunities you know, white people are getting over him or, you know, maybe there's some shit going on behind the scenes. You know, he's all, he's out here. He won drag race. He's out here on a successful tour, but you know, maybe there's some shit going on behind the scenes. Like he's not getting paid as much or not getting as many opportunities, but you know, pretty white Queens are, we don't know. And on the same side of things, you know, Bob is not sharing what inspired that tweet, especially tweeting from a place as, you know, mostly socially liberal as Canada. You know, Canada seems like they have their race issues too. Like I've heard from Mm -hmm. black people of color who live in Canada and they definitely have their issues. But um, for the most part, compared to America, it's a pretty... I don't want to use the word easy, but it's a little better for black people in Canada than it is in America. And that's just my personal opinion. I'm not speaking for people from there. Yeah. And when you are kind of trying to convey a message over just purely text, it's so easy to get twisted and interpret it in a way that maybe Bob didn't mean as well. So, you know, I was kind of hoping Bob would explain it a little bit more. Me too. Me too. Because my first thought is like, you know, bursts of 280 characters. That's for me personally, if you're going to say some shit like that, maybe get on Facebook Live and explain yourself or, you know, maybe write like a thought out like blog post or Facebook post, however you want to do it. 
but a place like Twitter where trolls live and thrive and people will react negatively before they dig into the what's and the why's or ask the what's and why's you see immediately they went to even asia wait but your boyfriend is white and we know like asia's a black queen asia's with the white man as well you know for me this clicked immediately it was like well yeah that's always been there so why is it such a shock for people but you know talking about these things race relations um um sexist relations um you know male female stuff People will dig way more into the negative because it's easier to sit and deal with, you know, the truth or step out of themselves for a moment and ask why. But, you know, Bob is definitely doing this, I think, for the shock factor as well. I'm not going disc- right. to discount that. And I think you said before, just because that's Bob's experience doesn't mean Asia's having the same experience right. as well. That's exactly so, right. Just because we're so all black a- doesn't mean we're having the same black experience. Right. So maybe Asia is like not as resentful, I guess. I don't know. I don't know that. It's personally. all about how <laughs> yeah, you just carry making... it. Right. Like I've said it before, like I definitely have those feelings, not towards anybody in my circle, but I've had those feelings in the past. I can say honestly, for sure, people who have gotten opportunities over me or shit that I'm dealing with now, like I'm seeing on a daily basis. But um, I try to use that as fuel. And at the end of the day, I know for me, All I can do is try to, you know, stay aware and keep trying to do my best and hopefully it pays off. And, you know, not everybody feels that way or responds that way. The one comment that I would say about this, like I get what like everyone's saying, like what Jamal's saying about what he what Bob is trying to say. But I will say that, like, when you make a blanket statement such as all whether it be all white people, all black people, all Muslim people, I think you can get yourself in trouble really fast because saying all and just blanket statement, all people, that's like putting a stereotype on something, which is very dangerous to do no matter what you're talking about. So Mm -hmm. I think people need to be careful with that. And like online, it's very easy to get defensive because I mean, when I read that tweet, I was like, what are you talking about? Like me as a white person, like I'm like, so like you're just like discounting a well, whole like group of people. And see, this is why that hashtag was, was shared. And I get why Bob shared it because at the end of the day, whether you're an ally or you're one of these trolls out here, it challenges you to think you have to step out of your feelings out of your privilege and say, you know, why is this person saying this? Because at the end of the day, whether you're trolling Bob on Twitter or you're praising Bob, (laughs) you're still in his eyes, somebody who's getting more opportunities than he is in life. Well, and I get that message. I'm more just saying that I think there's a better way to communicate that message rather than just making a blanket statement about groups of people. Well, just not on Twitter. Yeah, like right. a, a formal discussion, that's fine. But like to post it on Twitter because the internet is a harsh, harsh place and people are going to like get, like take things personally and read into things too much. So I just think it was not that, I guess it wasn't very tactful in my opinion. Well, but. we know it's he's doing it for the shock value, but at the end of the day, if I'm best friends with Adam, a piece of me knows that Adam's going to have a little bit of a little more of a chance 
than me if he's getting pulled over by the cops than I am or if he's up for the scholarship and I'm up for the scholarship. We can be great butt buddies, but at the end of the day, this is something that, you know, we deal with as a community and he could have presented it a lot, a lot better. But then that's why I say not on Twitter because there's so much more explanation that's required, but also people need to get out of their feelings about this and just, you know, wake up and, you know, Hopefully Bob explains it. He didn't really go into it really much, but I think there is a, there is a missed opportunity there. Like we're talking about it now, mm-hmm. Bob can do this on his show as well with Monet. I think yeah. that, I think it just comes down to I agree with everything you're saying, but the only thing that I think is like if you're trying to actually get a message across, it's not going to set well with a lot of people if you're just going to make a blanket statement is what I'm saying like if you want if we're going to have this discussion about like the fact that like you know white people are have a privilege of being able to get ahead right like it's just to me it's harder to convey that message if you automatically put up a barrier right like I think we Mm -hmm. should like try to like have that conversation without putting a barrier there. I'm not saying that's what he was I think, intending um, to do, but it's, yeah. it causes people to be put off in the people that don't have the capability of looking into themselves. And which saying, most don't. Right. Which it's the internet. <laughs> most people are just like, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to call it like it is just like you're breaking it down right now. Most people won't do that. But at the end of the day, you know, black people feel like, why do we have to keep explaining ourselves? We've done this. You know, this is where our white allies need to step up and share some words because we've been saying this shit all along and nobody's listening to us. I get where you're, what you're saying and where you're coming from, but you know, Bob presents it in a way because it's exactly that. Why do I have to keep explaining myself? I'm just going to say whatever I want to say and mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be it. But yeah. I'm ag- I don't disagree. You know, this wasn't the form for it. I would have liked a little more explanation because not everybody can dissect it. Like I did in the first couple minutes I read it and saw it. <laughs> You know, not everybody's going to do that. They're just going to whip out their thumbs and start tweeting so they can get the taps, you know. Rage that's, tweeting. That's, yeah, that's what Twitter is about. But yeah, um, yeah I, I don't disagree. Yeah, because I was like trying to understand too. And I, you know, posted to Bob to try and get more of an explanation. But like what Jamal said, it's not Bob's job to, you know, enlighten me really. And as a white person at that moment, it's just really my i think i think it's kind of just like my job to sort of check my privilege and just say okay you know like if he doesn't want to explain it like just let him say his piece and Mm -hmm. and don't try and like block you know don't try and like minimize his message yeah it's kind of like the colin kaepernick thing you know um everyone hates that he's kneeling but what people forget to say or they just don't acknowledge is that before he even made the decision to kneel during the national anthem he consulted with a war veteran you know what's the most respectful way to not put my hand over my heart and you know the veteran said it's more disrespectful to sit down you should kneel what happens on the field and players get hurt? People kneel. And, you know, nobody's paying attention to that. Not to mention nobody can um, cite the second verse of the true national anthem that talks about all of our history that nobody wants to face. And, you know, hashtag mm-hmm. not all white people. But, you know, these are the things we're not talking about. And this is why, you know, some of us in the community are so up in arms about not caring about how we're making people feel with certain comments. Yeah. Forcing them to own it 
which isn't always fair. You know, life's not fair. We would know. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of uh, to kind of bridge off that, I wanted to kind of bring up another hot button issue, um, which was, uh, you know, Kanye West, who sort of (laughs) brought this whole discussion to light uh, from his uh, Saturday Night Live musical performance. Oh, my gosh. Girl. Kanjay. His name's Kanjay now. Is it? (laughs) I'm calling him Kanjay. he uh so he wore his make america great again hat um you know we it was kind of absent from his wardrobe for a while after he sort of got blown up for wearing it before and now he posted a picture of himself i think he was on the way to the you know to be on the show and on instagram he said this represents good and america becoming whole again we will no longer outsource to other countries. We build factories here in America and create jobs. We will provide <laughs> jobs for all who are free from prisons and abolish the 13th Amendment. Message sent with love. Yikes. I'm pretty sure Chris Jenner typed that and just copy and pasted <laughs> it to him. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I mean, it. that's so <laughs> dumb. That hat is almost an icon for hatred in my eyes it's a new swastika as far as i'm concerned if we're being quite frank it really is you know if i see like that hat i cringe you know it's because it's not we're not making america great again america was already great it's actually the opposite of making it whole you know you're tearing things apart tearing families apart and oh gosh the video I didn't watch um, SNL. We typically will watch SNL after it airs, like either like the morning after or something. But watching Mm -hmm. that clip of him getting like booed off stage. Oh, I'm just I'm one of those people that just feels the awkwardness for the person, whether they're feeling it or not. And I just felt like I was on that stage getting like booed off. I just wanted to like run out of my um, break room. (laughs) I was watching on my break at work. It's like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> he really got booed off stage at SNL. <laughs> like Yeah. Eesh. And and all the cast, like they just walked off. They didn't want to be seen on stage backing him up, sort of, you know, it could be portrayed as, you know, supporting his message, his little diatribe he went on. Yeah. And SNL's in enough hot water with that because, you know, Twitter, going back to Twitter, they're always, you know, on SNL's case about representation on the cast and, you know, what kind of people do they have on the cast. So this is like the last thing they need is Kanye dropping his Kanye bombs all over the place. Well, and what really blew the conversation up was the statement, we will provide all jobs for all who are free from prisons as as we abolish the 13th Amendment. And so that was really controversial for people because the 13th Amendment is the amendment that um, abolished slavery. Yeah. So people were saying like, oh, are you like endorsing bringing slavery back? Like He's just all over the place. I mean, this is coming from somebody who said that slavery was a choice and then he tried to give us some half-ass apology and now he's saying basically let's bring it back again. And I don't know who he's kidding. Like your black ass would be the first one. We are convinced that you are living get out in real life. Like Chris Jenner has her teacup and Kim does too. And they're just you know, ding, you know, you're going on SNL and this is what you're going to say. You know, he's in the sunken place. Like I can't trust anything he says. I don't, I haven't subscribed or listened to anything he's touched. He's just off his rocker. 
Yeah, it's I can't support him because he's done and said too many awful things. That's why I didn't even watch Saturday Night Live because I didn't want to support or give them ratings for including him on their program. Yeah. I mean, I didn't um, even watch like I watched I didn't even watch the Kanye stuff. I watched like the Cold Open. We watched the Cold Open like, together. <laughs> but like I like Kanye West is just legit crazy. Like he makes no goddamn sense anymore. Like like this is a person that's like supporting a president who like supports like Nazis. Like literally supports Nazis and like the Charlottesville like attack and all of that. This is the same president that said basically all the Nazis that were attacking the black people were fine people. Mm-hmm. So I don't really yeah. understand. I don't, I just don't get it. Like you may not agree. I, I get not agreeing with everything the Democrats have done. Right. And that's totally fine. But why don't you call the Democrats out and say, I don't agree with this. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like, he's picking and ch- like cherry picking things. And it's just like, come on. Like you, like you just have no common sense anymore. Their strong suit is, you know, picking the battles that are relevant to their story. So whatever now he's going to try to like, you know, be the white savior. You know, I guarantee you that, you know, we're going to see Kanye walking out of like Trump tower and, you know, Oh, they don't understand you, Kanye come have tea with us, you know, something crazy. And it's going to be that kind of bullshit, which we've seen 12 years a slave. We don't need that anymore. I've just never understood why, even if, okay, like maybe there's things that Kanye likes that Trump has done, like on the economy wise. Okay. Well, just bring that up. Like, I don't understand why you have to go like Maja on us and like wear the hat, just like say, Oh, well, you know, there are some things that Trump has done that I really like, but like, you don't have to like full on be like, Oh, I endorse everything he's done, including like, you know, the Charlottesville stuff and like just him just being a horrible person in general. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't, I always hate that about politics, how everybody has to be like so polarized and that's, Basically, Kanye has like polarized himself to the Trump party. And it's just like, it doesn't even make sense, dude. Like, (laughs) I think, though, too, it it bears mentioning that I think part of the 13th Amendment, which I think is the the like smaller or lesser known part is about, you know, in referring to the people in jails as being slaves. So I think that's kind of where he was going with it. But I mean, clearly he opened himself for like a lot of misunderstanding and yeah, not well, I wasn't get well that, spoken. But I mean, no, I get, exactly. I get that part, but also too, like, I don't know. I feel like, have you not been listening to any of the speeches when Trump was running, when he basically said that it's going to be like law and order and that in Chicago, we're basically going to imprison everyone. <laughs> like, yeah, you must've missed that part about it. Cause that's 13th Amendment <laughs> too. Like, I mean, what happened yeah. to like Katrina Kanye that was like, you know, Bush doesn't care about black people. Like, I just wonder what changed. That's just crazy. He's done a complete like double yeah. 360 Misty on us. Definitely. And uh, sort of to start wrapping up the conversation, I wanted to talk about the second part of that story, which was Lana Del Rey's uh, response. I don't know. Did you guys see that? Oh, no. I did not. No. What did Lana say? So Lana tweeted as a response, Trump becoming our president was a loss for the country but your support of him is a loss for the culture i can only assume you relate to his personality on some level delusions of grandeur extreme issues with narcissism 
none of which would be a talking point if we weren't speaking about the man leading our country. If you think it's all right to support someone who believes it's okay to grab a woman by the pussy just because he's famous, then you need an intervention as much as he does. Something so many narcissists will never get because there just isn't enough help for the issue. Message sent with concern that will never be addressed. Goodness gracious. Thank gosh. I was worried there for a second. I should have known Lana wouldn't let me down. I love me some Lana no. Del Rey. <laughs> yeah. Get him, girl. Well said. I mean, come on. Yeah, she really summed it up well, I think. Um, of course, like, people were trying to be like, oh, like, who is this white bitch? <laughs> like, and, like, I've been a Lana she's fan like, for a no, very we've never long heard time. of her. Yeah, so people are, like, trying to discredit her, of course. That's, like, the Um, go-to move. First of all, if you don't know who Lana Del Rey is, please leave, (laughs) because I don't like you. And And then (laughs) go to watch Charlie Hyde's videos. (laughs) Yeah. And you're not a real Kanye fan, because they begged her to sing at their wedding, so... Yeah, that's right. They sure did. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently, though, Kim Kardashian unfollowed Lana, (laughs) because she's a petty bitch. Well, that's fine. I'm glad somebody brought up Kim because I was going to leave her out of this. Kim and her ratchet ass family <laughs> was at on the run too, trying to be all cute on Insta Live or whatever snap filter they were on, not knowing the words to Queen B's um, routines or songs or Jay's songs, just being there to be there so they can kiss all of my ass because why oh, are you shit. there in the beehive? <laughs> Done. Get out of here. Ghost. They're so annoying. <laughs> well, because you know dust. Kim's all up all up uh, Donald Trump's butt because she's been in the White House and like thinks she's making political change. Kim thinks really... she's doing something. It's Honestly, like, girl, no. Nah, you're uh, there because your mom can schedule a meeting very well. I mean, okay, yeah. let me just say this real quick because this always annoys me. Our president of the United States has made our country into a reality show. He's basically, this is how dumb he is. Like, I don't mean to be so rude about it, but like, seriously, like we are a reality show. Like he only like confers with people that are like famous for no goddamn reason. I mean, he's got the United Nations, United Nations laughing at him. Yeah. And he thinks it's like funny. It's not he just cute. like brushes it off. No, it's not a good look because we're basically he's thinks he's making America great, but really we're just like the laughing stock of the world at this point. I mean, if Kim Kardashian is promoting policies within our government, we have a problem. She thinks which she's granted, I know she like released some black woman from prison, which was great, but it was totally just like. Okay, well... And it was just one. It's not like Kim was doing, like, some class-ass action. Like, she's not out here being Annalise mm-hmm. Keaton, how to get away with murder. You need to try a little harder with all that power you I have just, and that platform you have. I mean, so I yeah. think that, okay, that was a good thing that happened, yes. But it's just like, Kim, I don't know. Like, you are famous for no re- You're famous because of a sex tape. And I guess our president is famous for grabbing women by the pussy and doing all these. Not to mention Kanye's mom's foundation, you know, completely changed their name, anything to not be connected to Kanye. And that's saying a lot because as soon as, you know, this is just my theory. I think when Miss Donda died, Kanye's mom, he just hasn't really reckoned with that. And that's when he started to spiral and become this crazy. So that's just, that's just my two cents. 
It is sad. Because, I mean, like, obviously, I don't want, like, Kanye to be fucking crazy. But, really, it's just been, like, this whole long series of him being crazy. So, I, like, really don't put my faith in him at all. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like, I checked out from him a long time ago. Especially because he's giving, you know, white people permission to say the N-word at his shows. Um, shout out to Kendrick Lamar, who will call out white people saying the N-word at a show, but in an educational fashion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no other phrase. Kanye, just like Nikki, is just lost. He's off his rocker. Yeah. I hope he sees well, the light. Uh, I hope so, too. I mean, I don't want to hear any more of Kanye's like idiotic statements. So, um, well, this is our uh, sort of midweek more serious discussion i guess uh hopefully you guys enjoyed more of a serious podcast normally we'd like to try and keep things light and fun and uh so you know we'll have more little mini episodes not always this serious of course but um you know just you never know when you'll get a little surprise podcast so make sure you are subscribing yeah subscribe rate tell a friend and you know send us your feedback let us know what you think about this stuff let us know what you want to hear more of topic wise uh news wise for the thanks for coming segment let us know what's in your mentions and how you feel about them definitely we want this to be more of a discussion you know we don't want to just sit here and preach we would love to hear your guys's takes on it to see if we're missing anything so definitely email us or whatever you want to do yes please so yeah until monday thanks for coming you guys ciao bye